And now the show that's all about real estate and a little bit about everything else. Hosted by two guys that are too embarrassed to admit in public how long they've been investing in real estate. It is the Investor Guys podcast with host Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills. Yep. Hello and welcome to the Investor Guys podcast. I'm Kevin Mills and with me here on the right or the left, I'm not sure which, is Bill Barnett. How you doing, Bill? What's up, Kevin Dog? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. We were talking just before we started all this about our weekends and uh, both of us had great weekends again. And that's always good news. I, I mean, we've heard about yep. bad news from other people. That's sad, but you know, I'm glad we're both doing well. We're both healthy. Uh, and honestly, I think a lot of that has to do with our lifestyle. We have more time to rest. We have more time to go out and do things. We have more time to, you know, do things that are good for us and for our family because we have that flexibility and that, uh, that lifestyle, you know, that, uh, we worked hard to get, I guess you could say it wasn't that hard, but, and you know what we didn't do? We didn't talk about a topic for today. So. <laughs> well, let's talk about less stress because one of the things that happens when you have a lifestyle where you have the ability yeah, to be able to, Take off. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, earlier you're going to be buying some new clubs this afternoon. So, you know, not to have to worry about, gee, I need to schedule time off to go buy golf. No, you, you just go and do it because you've built a lifestyle that allows you flexibility. I have um, the last time I worked for another human being um, was been in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. And um, you know, I just, I had told my boys, uh, I said, look, one of the goals I had in life was to become, uh, unhirable. And that's what real estate can do for you. It can, um, and I, I'm going to say something here that is, so just bear with me. Uh, the bullshit meter is so incredibly sensitive after you've been on your own for a while. And, uh, so I, I've had some people that have uh, called me that uh, own their own companies and uh, are that do incredibly well. And, hey, I want you to come run, uh, take over and, and uh, be the COO. I want you to come over and be the vice president. Of, and I'm like, in, in good money. And I'm like, dude, it would never work. Oh, man, you'd be great. I know I would be. But what would never work is that I would either quit or you would fire me in the first 72 hours probably because my bullshit meter is set way up here and that just comes from being on your own so long. And so uh, with that comes a lack of stress or a different way of handling it. You and I probably have more stress than most of the people that are listening do, but you handle it differently when you have the ability to have time, when you have the ability to do the things that you enjoy, when you have the ability that I can do it uh, early in the morning as opposed to the middle of the day, or I can do it late at night, or I can do it uh, yesterday. I'm not a tomorrow guy, but I can uh, have it done yesterday instead. And it just changes the way you handle stress. So when you go to the doctor and you get your yearly physical, the numbers come back and they go, you know what? Uh, pretty good. You're, you're in pretty damn good shape. And, and it's, so much of that is lifestyle. It is, and stress. Uh, I, I'm not, neither of us eat very healthy. Um, 
and maybe you've changed a little bit. <laughs> My wife is, is, is buying vegetables and stuff and telling me she's going to cook more. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see. Uh, neither of us eat very well, but I go in for my checkups and the doctor says your cholesterol is great. Your LDLs are great. Your blood sugar levels are great. And it, it, it is really stress. And we've heard that lately from medical professionals about how much stress can affect our lives. And I honestly don't have a very stressful life. I really, I've done the numbers so many times that all of my bad investments are gone and I just don't make any more bad investments. I don't have any investments that I, I watch out of the corner of my eye and hope that something little is not going to happen. It's going to screw me up. I, I just, it's just not worth it. I don't stress over those things. I also tell myself, you know, I can at any time, I can stop doing everything right now as far as income goes and I still have enough money that I, I don't have to worry about it and my wife doesn't have to worry about it. And my kids, if they want to get involved in it, they don't have to worry about it. There's enough money coming in and the investments that we have service themselves essentially because we have property managers. And I even have business managers mm -hmm. for, for some of the different cities that we are in. I can literally walk away and not do any more investing and I'm still okay. Now it took a while to get there, but that is a huge stress relief. It's just sitting right there on my shoulder. If I ever say, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to cash in my chips. I'm going to keep my, my investments. Okay. And I've been working on a program. I was telling you this just before, just before we started. So we're going to program. One of the things that we talk about when we teach people is exit strategies. Okay. And a lot of times when you are getting into an investment property, you're not really looking at the exit strategy. You're looking at what that income is going to bring you. My exit strategy, if my kids want to cash out of my properties, they'll do really well, but they're not going to have that continuous income anymore. There is an exit strategy there. I'm not going to cash out on that. I'm just going to stop spending time worrying about, I don't know, because I really don't worry about too much. I'm, I'm worried about what kind of golf clubs I'm going to buy later on today. And that might sound kind of shallow and kind of stupid, but that is the extent of my stress level at this point. So, and I'm stressing because my wife doesn't like rain and it rains a lot here. So. And that's the way it should be. Look, when you get down to the core of the business and you understand these are the things that I need to do on a regular basis, it's so simple. Now, Kevin and I both will tell you, and, and um, you'll hear us talk about how easy the business is. It's easy once you get to a certain point. When you're getting started, it doesn't necessarily seem that way. Now, we'll both agree that it's a simple, very straightforward business. And that's what you have to do. You have to say, okay, what are the key ingredients? For me, it's two things. It's money and offers. Always putting money together so you always have the ability to say yes to a deal and always making offers. And it's amazing how many times we go out and we talk to clubs or we, we have events and we talk to people at events. And, well, how many offers did you make this week? Well, uh, you know, this week I had to, uh, my cat needed a bath, so I wasn't able to do that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, what are you doing with the cat? Secondly, bad choice. You need to be out making offers. And, and that's very facetious, but it seems that way. It seems like, look, this is your business. From a business standpoint, there should be nothing in your way when you get up in the morning for you to say, Today, I'm looking at X number of properties. I'm making offers. I'm raising money. I'm doing something to move my business forward today. It's a question that I ask every day. 
I get this every day. I, I drink, uh, my doctor tells me that I drink way too much coffee, but he knows that from asking because the numbers don't reflect that. And, but I get a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, like a lot of people do, but I also sit down and I take that first cup with a pad and I go, what am I doing today, this day to move my business forward? And if you're thinking about that on a regular basis, you get to a point where if you're taking a day off and you're not there yet, you're not at a point where you can afford to do that yet and it not have impact on your life, start feeling guilty. And I went through three or four years of that early on till, the, till we get to this tipping point that you're, you're pushing uphill all the time to build your business, to grow your business. And then you get to the tipping point and over the edge it goes and it starts rolling on its own and gathering its own momentum. And you go, holy cow, and things that you are doing multiply so quickly, but it all evolves around, from my standpoint, you gotta make offers and you gotta be putting money together. The snowball effect, and, and yes, it's, it's a numbers game. The more offers you make, the more likely you're going to get accepted offers. And I see so many different people get caught up in two different things. They get analysis paralysis, where, I mean, we're talking big dollars, I get it. They are so afraid of making the wrong offer that they spend so much time analyzing and reanalyzing and reanalyzing and questioning what they're doing that by time they're ready to make an offer, if it ever even comes up, by the time they're ready to make an offer, somebody's already bought it, rehabbed the property and sold it. You know, don't get caught up in that. The other thing that I see people get caught up in is just they're afraid that if they make too many offers that they're going to have all those people come back and say, accept it, accept it, accept it, accept it. In a situation like Bill and I, that's, that's awesome. Okay. For most investors, they may be able to do one. They may be able to do two. Not a big deal. Choose the best offer that came back and tell all the other ones, I'm sorry, you came back too late. I'm already invested in something else. Well, and Kev, there's another way to be able to handle it too. And, and I tell all my folks, well, look, yeah, if you get too many uh, deals accepted, great problem to have. Because if they were a deal to begin with, there's another investor out there that's going, hey, give me a call. That's kind of area I'm looking in. And you may pick up three, five, 10,000. Um, but that becomes a, I call it a pressure release valve. If you think about a balloon and you're blowing a balloon up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you get to a point where you think it's going to pop. And then you start, you pull on the neck and it makes that funny little uh, squealing noise, but it lets out that air, lets off the pressure. That's what wholesaling can be for your business if you find yourself in a position where you've gotten too many contracts accepted. And we should do a show on, on wholesaling and building your network for wholesaling because that is yeah. a unique yeah. type of we'll network that. that you have. Um, and that's worth doing a show on. But we're talking about building your investing network, getting started. And it does not have to be stressful. Yeah, you're gonna spend more time because you're probably gonna still have your regular J-O-B. And you're gonna be coming home. And I hear people all the time, I, you know what, I work until six and I get home and I gotta spend time with the family and I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And it's like, you know what, set aside an hour or two a day. You can do it on your lunch break. An hour, get up an hour early. Um, spend an extra two hours over the weekend because guess what, real estate agents work on Saturdays and Sundays. Don't kill yourself, okay? If you put aside two hours a day 
for seven days a week, that's 14 hours. That is more than enough to get Absolutely. done what you need to get done. 10 hours is more than enough hours to get done what you need to get done. If you're feeling stressed over it, remind yourself that all you have to do is get over the hump. Once I get over the hump, I'm gonna have this extra income coming in. I'm not gonna be worried about whether the family's cell phone bills are paid. I'm not gonna be worried about whether everybody's turned off the lights in their bathrooms or there's a water dripping in and, and my bills are gonna be covered. You know? And it goes from your bills being covered to being able to buy your kids more clothes for school, those tennis shoes that they want. Being able to buy new tires for your car instead of waiting until you start seeing the little thread showing through on the tread. You know, it's and your kids' able, cars. What's that? And your kids' cars. And your kids' cars. It's 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 it grows. And then it goes to, you know what? We don't have to have that house. We can have that house. You know, we don't have to buy that. Hyundai, we can buy a Cadillac or we can buy a Mercedes. We have that extra money. Uh, and, and it will build. You're not going to get it overnight, but you're not going to get it at all unless you take that first step, unless you start pushing that snowball. That snowball is not going to grow. And that is why it is so important, not just to have an education, but to have the motivation to do this. And that's why Bill and I spent a lot of time talking about our lifestyle. We actually just did, our last two shows were on lifestyle. Hopefully that will motivate you to do your, your own push so that you can live the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah, and you know, having the, the time available to go do the things you want to do. So uh, if it's working with a charity, uh, that's crucial to be able to do that. Uh, and just being able to go out and, and go to kids practice and go to uh, ball games. And uh, as Kevin knows, my 14 year old, uh, they're in football practice right now. Now they're not allowed to wear pads uh, because of the time of year that it is, but they are allowed to work out. And this is a little bit different because of COVID. They're allowed to do some things now that otherwise they wouldn't be able to do. And one of the things that they do is they have a three hour Every day, well, four days a week, they, they're not allowed to do more than four days, but four days a week, they have a three-hour practice. And so they're running plays. They just, they can't wear pads and they can't be in contact. Uh, other than that, these are our practices that otherwise they wouldn't normally be able to have. So about uh, 7.30 in the morning, we hop in the car. I drive him up to school, drop him off. I back up there at 11 o'clock to pick him up. And it's not an inconvenience at all to be able to do that. It's a joy to be able to do that. And it's just uh, one of those little things that makes so much difference in your life to be able to have that extra. Now we live very close to his school, but uh, it is an extra 10 minutes each way that we have the ability to just have some conversation that otherwise might not happen. Uh, especially when he's done and how'd it go and he's telling me about the workout. But those are things that as a parent become crucially important for you. Uh, and they're, they're probably much more meaningful for me than they are for him, but real estate allowed that to happen. So if I think about today, I need to be making offers and look, I, <clears throat> we were with, a, uh, I took some guys out on, on buying last weekend now uh, we submitted a bunch of contracts and, and got some properties accepted. And they were like, well, what do we need to be doing now? 
And I said, the crucial thing now that you've got a property under contract, the single most important thing you can do right now, man, they, they got, the, Kevin, they got the notepads out. They got a bit of, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. ready, ready. What, what's the single most important thing I do right now? Go out and look at more property. Go oh, out and get fine. another property under contract right now. Today, make some more offers right now. That's where your business builds. Yes. It's, we call it pipeline and yep. make sure you've always got something in your pipeline. And when you get to a certain situation like Bill and I, our pipelines are so old that things literally just fall into them because we have we've built a network. And it's because we've been in this business for a long time. It is something that every single person can do. And we're not the only people who have these pipelines. We run into investors all the time who have these pipelines. I've run into investors who have greater pipelines than I do because they spend more time out there networking and building their pipeline. Um, I'm, I'm happy with what's in my pipeline. You heard us talking about golf clubs and me lamenting about choosing golf clubs. It was a conversation that started before we actually started the podcast. If you missed our podcast from last week, it was about lifestyle. Beauty of a podcast is you can go back and you can watch it again. So definitely watch that because it was, it, was, it was a fun podcast to do. Yeah. I recently moved to South Florida and one of the things that is still in storage for me in California are my golf clubs. And I am aching to get out here and play golf because there's lots of great golf clubs around, lots of great golf, golf courses. Uh, so today I am literally going to the PGA store and probably going to hit a couple of country clubs and buy new golf gear for here. And you can't just buy one pair of shorts or one pair of shoes. You have to buy a couple different ones. Um, I'm going to get a good set of clubs. That is my afternoon. That's what I've set my day apart for today. Last week when we were doing our, our, our show, I actually spent time driving around with my daughter and looking at properties in, in an upscale neighborhood. Um, don't start in an upscale neighborhood if you're just starting. It's an upscale neighborhood right across the river from where we live. Lots of old 1920s and 1930s houses. I made a handful of offers. I think I'm probably going to get eight of them back that are accepted because they were that solid of offers. And once you've been doing it for a while, you, you'll get a feel for, for whether or not you're going to get an offer back, you know, based upon what they're asking and what they're saying when you make that offer. And one of the offers that I made, Bill, this is really cool and I'm going to get off topic for a second. You know, I'm a car guy. I found yeah. a 1921 gas station garage in West Palm Beach in the, the nice area. It's, it's stucco Spanish style, three bays, sits on a huge lot. I typically will, will, I'm a car guy, as we've mentioned a million times. I typically will have a mixed-use commercial space that's got a big roll-up door in the back and an office in front, and I'll have five or six or seven cars in there that I'll work on. I'll take body parts off and, and sand and repaint and fix. This is something that will be for a hobby for me. I'll buy it. I won't be renting it out. I won't be selling it or anything else. I've been watching this property for years, for years in the back of my head. I said, you know, someday I'm going to talk to these people and I'm going to make them offer. They can't refuse. I drove by it last week and it was sitting vacant. It was vacant. There was, you know, somebody had just marked up the building. I'm like, ah, this is it. This is the time this is now. So I'm going to buy that for my own little hobby. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make it look like an old 1920s gas station with, you know, the, the glow right. gas pumps and, Yep. Some, some cool neon signs in the window and some, you know, cool tools. And that's where I'm going to have my hobby. And it's, it's literally a five, 10 minute drive across the bridge from where I live. 
And we're going to have to do some podcasts from there. We're going to have to do some podcasts from there. When I get it, we'll do some podcasts of me fixing it up. And we're probably about ready for a break, and then we can move on to. We are. We're a little yeah. over. A little uh, over. All right. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more about uh, our, our finds. Whether you are a new investor or seasoned investor wanting to add high-performing real estate properties to your investment portfolio, you should consider joining Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills at their next Real Estate Buyers event. Real Estate Buyers events are five powerful days aimed at putting performing properties into investors' portfolios. Learn from Bill and Kevin in markets where they actually invest. Learn the strategies they use, where to buy, what to buy, what not to buy. Actual resources and personnel on the ground to start building your team and supercharge your investing efforts. Learn more at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. Are you ready to learn the strategies, numbers, and formulas that are so powerful they will turn you into a real estate investing millionaire guaranteed? A program that is so powerful, we offer a double your tuition back guarantee if it does not make you into a millionaire. www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. Learn how you can be a guaranteed real estate investing millionaire with powerful investing strategies, formulas, and numbers. www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. And welcome back to Investor Guys Podcast, Bill Barnett, Kevin Mills. Hey, brother. Uh, now, we were talking about uh, a 1921 gas station. 19 Anything else we need to do in there? Um I have not gotten inside of it yet, so I don't know. It's probably going to have to be rehabbed. It, honestly, it doesn't matter because I plan on going in there and putting in, you know, the little tiny tile floors, and uh, I'm going to probably put tile floors into each of the bays. It comes with a lot. There's a, a whole full-size lot next to it that's part of the property, and what I'd like to do is get that permitted for a two-story building that looks like a 1920s, 1930s uh, car dealership, you know, and then do like a, a little showroom on the first floor, offices on the second yeah, floor. Yeah. Uh, my wife is an artist, so I want to do like a little coffee shop and uh, art gallery. And people will come for the art and watch the cars. People will come for the coffee Very cool. and see the art. Uh, just a fun place to hang out and, 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 and do things as a family. So, And again, that gets to lifestyle right, when you think about it. it, it yeah. Most people wouldn't be able to do something so like speaking that. Speaking of... A little coffee shop. Have you been to a dealership lately? I, I, uh, I sold my Escalade and, and was, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go look at new ones. And I went out to the Cadillac dealership and I walked in. They have a deli and a wine bar and a coffee shop. And I'm like, uh, my truck wasn't that old. When did all this come into vogue at a car dealership? And it was just opulent. It, I was like, Holy cow! I'm, I'm I'm not buying a Rolls Royce. I'm buying a Cadillac. And look, it is just crazy nice. I was so shocked. Uh, our Mercedes dealer up here, which is typically what I drive, um, they they've had a very nice showroom. That dealership's probably that building's maybe 10, 12 years old. Uh, but the Cadillac dealership built a new building in the last couple of years, and they went all out 
that. It's impressive. So um, we, have, we have new Mercedes and uh, BMWs as well as, as classic Mercedes and BMWs. So I'm in and out of the Mercedes and the BMW dealerships all the time. One thing that I thought was pretty cool is with the Mercedes and the BMW dealerships is they have free car washes. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. You can literally take yeah, your, I, your Mercedes or your BMW if you bought it there and, and get it washed and detailed for free. Not, not a full detail. They wash it. They vacuum it out. They dry it off. Um, throw armor all on the tires. And you can sit in what they call their customer lounge, which has, yeah, it's got it, coffee, like gourmet coffee. Um, some of them times Starbucks coffee, um, cookies. And they, they, it's not cookies out of the package. They literally do like famous Amos cookies right there in the oven. You can smell them when they've made them. Uh, they got boxes nice. of donuts. They've got fruit. My daughter's always grabbing fruit out of the fruit bowl. Um, and then they've got like all kinds of gear that they're trying to like tempt you with sitting there, you know, like extra keychains and jackets and gloves and coolers. And But yeah, it, it, it's- Merch, got the merch going. Lots of merch going. And, and you know what? It's marketing. And, and maybe that's a good lead into what, what we can lead this into is, is marketing. Because I told you I'm working on a program right now. One of the things we're talking about is marketing. And I have always referred to you as the guerrilla marketer of real estate. And well, marketing has two sides. What people don't realize is marketing has two sides in this business. Okay. We, we market to sell our properties and, and Bill's talked about that before. Bill's talked about putting up those, those pennants and I've done the same thing. Um, I remember Bill used to tell people to, to print flyers on fluorescent paper and business cards on fluorescent paper, like cardstock, and hand those out because they get noticed and they absolutely do. But you have to keep in mind that when you're starting out, marketing yourself and marketing your opportunities are just as important and, and key as well. We talked about how you might make 10 offers and you're afraid to make 10 offers because you may be able to only afford one. Bill said, take those other nine and wholesale them out. But without a, a network, a wholesale network for you to push those out to, you're stuck with nine offers that are great offers that you can't do anything with that you're going to have to let go back. Uh, not because they're not great offers, but you just don't know who to call to have those offers taken away from you, shared. So the old Ghostbusters, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Marketing is key on both ends. You want to market yourself, especially if you're looking for money, especially if you're looking for partners, especially if you're looking for a wholesale market that you can share these offers with. Once you learn how to do this, this is, this is gold. Think of it as, as going to college and getting your PhD. You now have a skill, okay? You have a skill that other people don't have that other people would be happy to tap into. So, merchandise market yourself for that skill and you will be able to start magically finding more and more property when you know that the sky is the limit when you know that you don't have to buy every single one of these properties somebody else is going to take that property take on all of the responsibility for that property and put money in your pocket at the same time the, the sky will open up for you Am I wrong? Yep. So, uh, Kev, you weren't talking about those warriors. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, hey, still use those. Still use them. Love them. Yep. And, uh, and bandit signs. You know, use them. Love them. Put up bandit signs. They work. Yeah. That's 
you know, and the reason that the bandit signs, you still see them in every city in America, basically, um, is because uh, you don't see them in New York because I don't consider that a city in America. Oops. Uh, you see them in every city in America because they work. Just that plain and simple, they work. Now, it's a shotgun approach. Uh, I like a, a much more of a rifle approach, a much more laser-focused approach. However, bandit signs work, crazy cards work. Yeah, just getting your name out there in front of your market. You don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. You do have to spend a little effort to do it so that when people start thinking about real estate, you're the person they think of. That was one of the things that has always been um, a, an underlying thing in everything that I do with my real estate business locally is that when people think of real estate, I want them to think of me. And they do that because I stay in front of them. You know, we, uh, Kevin knows we did a radio show uh, here locally. It was nationally syndicated for three and a half years, but here locally we did a radio show for over seven years. Uh, every week, hour-long real estate now with Bill Barnett. And those are the kind of things that just keep that message out there, keeps your name in front of prospective sellers. Uh, buyers, to me, are a lot easier. And, and, of course, with the market right now, buyers are easier. But sellers are the people that we really want to get a hold of. That's where we make the money is on the buy side. So you want to make sure that when sellers start thinking about real estate, you're the, the thought, the name that comes to mind. I have an extreme example that I use because it, it makes a point. And a lot of you live in cities where you see those signs that say, UG buys ugly houses. Now, where Bill is in the 2000s, the early to mid 2000s, every other billboard had that caveman on it that says, UG buys ugly houses. I know the people who have, who started that franchise, and I know the people yeah, who had the franchises yeah. who purchased the franchises in Texas. Those signs were goldmine for them. They had so many properties coming in that they couldn't even do it for themselves. The reason I know them is because we were buying properties from them that they were getting from those billboards. And my point is, if you put your face out there or your, your image or your name or the message that you buy houses, it doesn't have to be ugly houses, it can be you buy houses. You buy houses for cash. I got news for you. Even if you finance a property, they're not getting an IOU. They're still getting a check. It's cash. Okay. You buy houses for cash, period. It doesn't matter where you're getting your funding from. It still equates to cash when it hits the other person's bank. So you buy houses for cash. Get that message out there. Get that message in front of as many faces as you think possible. A lot of people, I hear this, especially on Facebook now, they talk about laser focusing and, and, and focusing you know, your, your marketing dollars on just, when it comes to real estate, every single person needs to see your message because guess what? Somebody may not be able to buy a house, but they know somebody who is, or they may not be ready to sell their house, but they know someone who is. The more you put yourself at the front of people's minds, burn that image into their brain, you're going to be the first person who someone thinks of when they're ready to sell their house. Now that UG buys ugly houses, not all the houses they got were ugly. They got a lot of great looking houses. And the reason they said UG buys ugly houses is because people figure, you know what, if they're going to buy an ugly house, they'd be happy to buy my house. 
they bought houses based upon a percentage. It, basically, it was a formula that they, they put together. It had to be a certain percentage below ARV. And if it matched that below ARV, they would buy the house. And in a market that was leading up to our bubble, which was the early 2000s to mid 2000s, that wasn't a hard thing to accomplish. Now we still see those signs in cities all across America where, where they do it. They don't do this in, in some cities in America, Absolutely. New York, yeah. they don't do it in Los Angeles. Um, we still see those signs. We don't see as many, but we still see those signs. It was a brilliant, brilliant marketing scheme. And we don't have that kind of budget. Most of us don't have that kind of budget but you can do it on a smaller scale. You don't, you're not buying houses in an entire Metroplex either necessarily. Focus on an area where you wanna be and get your name, get your message out. All right, so let's take a quick break and then when we come back, what we're gonna talk about is some of those other ways that you can get your name out in the marketplace. Hang on for more real estate investor, or excuse me, <laughs> investor guys podcast. Investor guys podcast. I started to do the radio show tag there. The radio so, show. Investor guys podcast. We'll be right back. Thanks. For I did radio. Me. So I, this is a funny story. I'm going to I'll share with you when we come back. Are you ready for a real estate investing program that is so powerful it is guaranteed? A program that is backed by a double your tuition back guarantee if it cannot make you into a real estate investing millionaire. Learn more about the Guaranteed Millionaire Blueprint at guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. That's www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com dot com forward slash webinar one more time that is www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar learn more about how this powerful program can teach you all the strategies formulas and numbers that you need to put to work for you to turn you into a guaranteed real estate investing millionaire the Real Estate Buyers events hosted by Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills are the most powerful way to put high-performing investment properties into your portfolio. Investment properties that exceed 50% or greater annual ROI in markets where Bill and Kevin have actual real estate investing experience. Get the resources, find people on the ground to add to your team at the next Investors Real Estate Buyers Event. You can find out more information at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. Just before we hey, left, uh, Bill was signing off on, on his radio show. And it reminded That's me right. of a funny, not, not real estate related topic. I did radio for years and years and years. And it was just in my brain so much. I got a phone call at four o'clock in the morning ironically from somebody at the radio station it was the receptionist who happened this is when i was younger and not married happened to be in the neighborhood and wanted to know if she could come up for a nightcap i was sleeping at four o'clock in the morning and the phone rang and i picked it up and i'm literally doing my top of the hours you know radio tag because in radio you do a, an hour and a half hour uh time slot when you when you give the time and i was literally you know when I picked up the, I, I was like, because sometimes when you're doing radio, and, and Bill can attest to this, if you're if you're doing multiple things, maybe your engineer's not that great. 
you're shoving carts or whatever else into a, a machine and you're paying a long time ago, brother. <laughs> and something, something's coming off and you're like, you got to jump on that mic and you got to be ready. So it's just like always in the back of your head turning. And it was just a funny story that that, that reminded me of. And she's like, Kevin, are you okay? And I'm like, is this you? <laughs> the carts were a long time ago. It's all digital. Man. Yeah, I know it's digital now, but, but this was back in the days of carts. So carts and vinyl. We were actually, I I'd yeah. actually got to queue up vinyl yeah. on the platter, put it in yep. neutral, and then uh, put it in drive and hit the, the start button. Yeah, long, 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 long time ago, people who were in the radio industry know what we're talking about. And then it went to DATS. And what's funny is I've got so many shows on DATS, and I can't find anybody with a DAT player anymore. Uh, topic yeah. for another, another time. So totally unrelated to real estate. But what were, what were we going to talk about here before we got off track? Well, what... You know, what we were talking about it when we went to the break was what is it uh, that you can do and that you do to be able to get your name out to the marketplace? So we talked about you got to have some, uh, I call them wonderfully obnoxious business cards. And look, I'm, I'm going to say something about this, Kev. We're going to give everybody that would like one a free copy of uh, my national best-selling book, Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich? It's a digital copy. If you'll send Kev or me uh, either one an email saying that you'd like a copy, We'll return that right back to you. So it's Kevin at InvestorGuysPodcast.com or Bill at InvestorGuysPodcast.com. We'll be more than happy to get you a free copy of the book because it talks about these cards and gives you a full scenario, exactly what to put on because you don't just have uh, that, that piece. You have the piece on the back of it that is a full sales message and you have inside, which is a full sales message. So that business card has three specific marketing messages to it. And so uh, make sure that you're doing uh, whatever you need to do to get your name out there. Now, the reason that we do, that I do the obnoxious green is that it's memorable. Uh, I want to stick out in people's mind. You know, most of the people that uh, have business cards, they have what I call is an ego card. Uh, it's really nice, this has my picture on it and here's how you get a hold of me. Well, that's about me. This is not about me, this is about them and being about them is what gets you business because they're not interested in you they're interested in themselves and if you can offer a solution to a problem they have they want to do business with you that's what these cards are about is offering solutions to what a problem that they may have if it's a real estate problem and so that's one of the things that you can do and because uh, it's I also unique. have I'm actually because it's unique people actually read it I've actually yeah. seen people grab cards uh, that have taken Bill's course. I've actually seen them at different real estate clubs handing out your cards. Um, and people will open them up and read them to see what is in there because they're unique. Yeah. And I'll see other people, they'll get a card and you're like, it looks like a realtor card. It's got the picture on it and you know, a pretty house in the background and they, they stick it in their pocket. They don't read it. They stick it in their pocket. Those yeah. Rolodex back in the old days, talk about how old I am. Uh, goes in a Rolodex or they, they put it on their, their, their desk and they wait to enter it into their computer, into their database, whatever it is, but it's not getting read. It's not absorbing into their memory. And that, that lesson that he has is make it unique, make it stick out. And that's, that's exactly what his signs do. That's exactly what his business cards do. Um, and let's talk about how to put those business cards into people's hands. Well, yeah, and, and before we do that, I, I want to show you one other one. This is a big business card right here. 
This is something that I, I've used for years. I absolutely love it. This is a reprint from a newspaper article. Now, is it all about me? 100% about my real estate business, what we do, how to get a hold of me. It's, that's all it is. It is a, a full page and, eight and a half, it reprints in eight and a half by 11. This is called an advertorial because when you put it in a paper and look, you can put this in yeah, a local paper very inexpensively. And when you do that, it is an advertisement. Now, when it runs in the paper across the top of it, up here, it'll have advertisement. But guess what? When you buy reprints, it doesn't have to have advertisement on it. So for years, I've used that for, and I'll use this as well as a business card. Uh, especially if I have a, a sport coat on, suit jacket on, I'll have a bunch of these stuffed in my pocket and I'll pull them out and I'm like, well, you may have seen me, uh, I've been featured in the paper several times. You may have seen this. Here's a reprint of a recent article. And they're like, oh, and they, it's amazing. They always uh, go almost invariably. They go, oh yeah, I, I saw, I think I saw that. I read this. Yeah. And, but they take the information. So again, you're cementing your reputation, your, who you are in the marketplace. And that's what you want to do. You want to be able to get out so that you're out in front of the competition. How do you do that? You simply have people thinking about you first. And if they're doing that, you're going to have uh, a great, great business. The technical side of the business, Kevin and I can teach you how to do that, but you got to make sure that you're doing marketing so that people know who you are and they have the ability to think about you, reach out to you. So it's a, that's another great little piece to do it. Yeah, and, and Bill makes a good point. We can give you education. We can educate you. We can make it fall out of your ears. We've got that much. We love to talk that much. Unless you do something with it, unless you make that effort, and even if you don't get the education from us, if you get it from an Amazon book, wherever it is, you've got it. Unless you do something with it, nothing will happen. And you have to make sure that you don't become overwhelmed by the information. Don't allow yourself to become overwhelmed by the information. Have faith in yourself that you know what you're doing. So when it comes time to make that offer, you're not stuck with analysis paralysis. Have faith in the process. If you don't do it, if you don't make offers, you won't get accepted offers. Understanding that leads into the next thing that we've been talking about. The more offers you make, the more accepted offers you will get. So let's say you get only 1%, and you're gonna get probably more like 10% or more, depending upon the types of offers you're making. Let's say you only get 1% of your offers accepted, okay? If you make 100 offers, that's an offer. You can make 100 offers in a week, easy. That, that's, that's, you could do that in a few hours. That's one offer a week. Can you handle one offer a week? You should be able to easily. One contract a week, yeah, accepted deal. One accepted, yeah, one accepted, sorry, one accepted offer a week that you've got that you're going to put into your pipeline. So one deal a week, that's pretty good for an investor starting out. Um, if you can get it to where you're getting one deal a week, I promise you it's going to be really easy within a month or two to be getting two to five deals and more a week. You will never, ever, ever get there unless you make that offer, unless you take those steps. 
you're never going to take those steps. You're never going to make that offer unless you have the confidence in yourself to actually do it. And that is what is important. Bill, Robert Allen, uh, Carlton Sheets, everybody else out there, our, our buddy Al Lowry, uh, anybody, they can give you the education. But unless you take that step, unless you get off your butt and make the effort, nothing's going to happen. And it's, it's, it's teamwork. We can do our part. You have to do your part. But we are here because we want to see you successful. One of my favorite things, and I know one of Bill's favorite things, is hearing back from students who have been successful. I was telling Bill just before we got on the air, I have a past student, a former student, who is in town. They live in South Carolina. They looked me up on Facebook and said, hey, can we get together and hang out? And I get that all the time, and I know Bill does as well. That is one of my favorite things. I absolutely, I'm happy. If I don't have to get in the car and drive for eight hours, I'm happy to sit and have lunch and coffee and catch up and hear about the deals that they've done. It makes me feel good. I'm happy to hear those things. And that's why we keep doing it. We are part of your team, but we can only do so much. We can't make you go out and do your part. So we're here, your support or your, 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 your knowledge base we're happy to even answer questions but unless you take that motivation unless you take those steps you're not going to be successful am i missing anything yep. no uh, we're running a little long hey if you've got a question just drop it to us either at contact at investor or kevin or bill either one at investorguyspodcast.com. we love you being here we love doing this we love helping people get started and getting over the hump and moving forward and making a successful business. So make sure twice a week we're doing this. So make sure you join us and uh, jump over to our Facebook page and the website, investorguyspodcast.com is the website. And uh, jump over there and archive uh, is there. Catch up on back shows. Have any questions, please let yes. us know. And from, yeah. our, from our website and from our Facebook page, okay? Like us, follow us, and feel free to share our videos. You can click Amen. on that share button and you can share those videos. Feel free to do that. We are happy to do that. The more people that we can help, the happier we are. The more we hear back from you, the happier we are. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Investor Guys podcast. Bill, I'll see you soon. Learn more about the Investor Guys podcast, including upcoming events and appearances at www.investorguyspodcast.com. That's www.investorguyspodcast.com.